Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Game day on the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. All right, here we go, here we go. We gotta have a drive. 23 left, 23 left. Well, One, two, three. This is the Buffalo Bills Post Game Show. Here's Nate Geary. Hey everybody, welcome into the Overtime Show. Nate Geary here live from our Amherst studios. The Bills get a big bounce back week two victory over the Las Vegas Raiders, 38-10 in a route at home in the home opener. And again, a big bounce back win. Let me throw out the phone numbers before I do my thing here. 803-0550-1888-552-550 are your numbers to call to get your thoughts in on this game. If you didn't get in on earlier with Mike and Chris, now is your time. And um, I do like doing these shows uh, after wins as much as I do after losses. After losses is sometimes more entertaining. But today happened to be one of those games from start to finish that, well, not exactly start to finish. The beginning portion of this game had some early anxiety around it. Obviously, the game starts with a five-play, 75-yard drive by the Raiders. And their only scoring drive, only touchdown scoring drive of the day. And a little bit of anxiety starts in this game, right? Like you start and you're like, oh boy, that looked really easy. A couple of screen passes for touchdowns. And you're thinking, it's going to be another one of those games. The Bills going to lose this game to to the Raiders at home on the home opener. And then the Bills go three and out. And then the anxiety in the Boo Birds become even more prominent. And then, you know, the Bills get an interception and the, the tides really turn from there. The Bills outscored the Raiders 38-3 to after that, um, after that uh, three and out. So a really good, strong bounce back performance is in a lot of ways. One, maybe the most, the, the most notable way is Josh Allen. And in this game, Josh Allen just goes absolutely nutty in this game. 31 to 37. Maybe the most accurate passing performance of his career. James Cook, 17 carries, 123 at 7.5 yards per carry in this game. Damon Harris, Latavius Murray at 7 and 6 together. Um, Harris averaged over 4.5 yards a carry. Latavius Murray, 3.5 yards per carry. Each of those guys got a touchdown. And guess what? That led to Josh Allen only having to run the football three times for a combined total of 7 yards. So seeing them have a contemporary, modern-day running offense that doesn't revolve around Josh 
Josh Allen doing everything was nice to see. And Josh Allen played more of the point guard today. His job was to get the ball in the hands of his playmakers. Nine different players had a catch in this game. Dalton Kincaid had a really nice game, 5 for 43. Stephon Diggs, just, you know, a steady Stephon Diggs day. Caught seven of his seven targets, uh, went for 66 yards. Gabriel Davis, speaking of bounce backs, has a really good game today. Six for 92 and a score. James Cook added a lot in the passing game as well today. I think all around, this was probably start to finish one of the best games we've seen from James Cook in his young career. Four catches for 36 yards. Khalil Shakir added a catch for an 11-yard 11 uh, 11-yard touchdown catch. Dawson Knox, three for 10. A quiet day for him, uh, but overall a, a good day for, for Dawson Knox. Deontay Hardy added four yards on two catches as well. Second game in a row that Terrell Bernard led the way in tackles. He had six total, three solo tackles and a pass deflection and an interception in this game. Um, So yeah, all in all, it was a really strong performance from the Bills offensively. They put up 38 points after really, I think, struggling in all as, uh, in all facets of the game last week on the road in New York. 803-0550, the number to call. And I think for me, where I am most impressed with this offense and with Josh Allen is, and I mentioned this kind of right after the game, is it felt like there was a real plan to involve the, uh, the to involve Dalton Kincaid in the tight ends. Like it, in, in week one, it just did not feel like there was this plan to utilize both of them. It just was like, hey, they're going to be on the field more at the same time. But other than that, it didn't really seem like there was some kind of plan to get both of them involved, to get Dalton Kincaid the, the football down the field. He averaged like 1.5 yards per air yards per attempt or for, per catch. It just was not a, um, it was not the way that I would like to see Kincaid be utilized way more. What I like today, um, some rolling out, some, some plays, some Dalton Kincaid today, um, really Gabe Davis, Stefan Diggs and Dalton Kincaid all played really, really well as pass catchers. You could see the one, two, three hierarchy there. And it's good to see from this bill's, offense defensively uh rocky start as mentioned but man oh man did ed oliver have a football game i mean he just really was unblockable all day against his former teammate greg van roten um uh in the middle um i thought that uh, greg rousseau had a fantastic game as well off of the edge really unblockable he ends up getting close to getting a sack he ended up being um jimmy grappolo ended up being about a yard upfield so it did not technically count as a sack but another great play another great game back to back now for greg rousseau um i thought that matt milano just continues to be the beacon of consistency for this defense a guy that they rely on week in and week out did a great job in this game getting another interception his second of the season so far in back-to-back games, just continuing to fly around there. And, and again, I think Terrell Bernard had a really good bounce-back game um, You know, for considering the ups and downs that he had in week one against the Jets in his, start, his first start this season as after he was named the starter. Um, I, and I would be remiss if I didn't mention and, and maybe even talk a little bit in depth about how impressed I was with the offensive line in this game because it wasn't just Spencer Brown. Spencer Brown, to me, had the best game he's had as a Bill, which is a really, really, I think, important step for him because this was going to be a really this was always going to be a difficult matchup Max Crosby is a very talented very high motor player for the Raiders and I definitely did not necessarily I I didn't see it going as well as it did Max Crosby really made no impact on this game whatsoever and that's a testament to just how good 
that Spencer Brown played. Yes, they they absolutely gave him some help today. They used Dawson Knox in a lot of those chip situations. But, man, any time that I saw Spencer Brown one-on-one with Max Crosby, I thought he did a great job deleting him and, and really rendering him pretty useless in this game. So a really, really impressive effort from the third-year tackle who, let's face it, has faced a lot of criticism, rightfully so. I mean, has the offsides penalty in overtime last week that pushes them back to first and 15. He gave up several, you know, uh, uh, several pressures against Josh Allen in that game and just overall has not looked at home, has not looked like the right tackle of the future, um, frankly. And I thought today was a really good bounce back performance from him. But the entire offensive line um, at large, Josh Allen ends up with two sacks for seven yards in this game. One of them he ran out of bounds and they counted as a sack. So they, within the pocket, Josh only was sacked one time today. Obviously, Jimmy G gets rid of the ball very quickly. He was not sacked at all today in terms of sack numbers. So really one sack against today for Josh Allen. So I think a really good performance by this Bulls offensive line. Speaking of getting rid of the ball uh, quickly, Josh Allen and the on the passing offense really did that today. I thought Josh Allen did a way better job. I really didn't see any instances of Josh Allen hitting the top of his drop, dropping his eyes, and, and you know basically running out of clean pockets and running into sacks. None of that today for Josh Allen. So a really big bounce back from just from a statistic perspective. Obviously three touchdowns, no interceptions, didn't turn the ball over at all. No fumbles, no interceptions for Josh Allen. Obviously, those are the the obvious things to point out. But I think the other thing too is just the some of the steps that he took in the decision making and getting rid of the football quickly and using um, you know some extending of plays um, to his advantage. You know, I'm thinking of that big Gabe Davis play down the right hand sideline in the fourth quarter. Um, a couple of plays that Dalton Kincaid, where he broke pocket, broke contain, and was able to complete passes down the field. And hey, he even threw away a football today. Uh, so a little bit of growth. I, I actually think a lot of bit of growth for Josh Allen in this game. Now the question is, can he can he back it up with another performance next week on the road in Washington? All right, let's get connected with our fans, and we will start with Parker in Tonawanda. Parker, you're on the Overtime Show. Welcome. Hey, how you doing today, brother? Good. Um, I was really, really impressed um, with the team play uh, that we, we showed today. Uh, I think every individual player – on our team um, contributed to this to this win, um, and it kind of piggyback off what you had said about you know Josh really not having to rush out of the pocket and um, expose himself. I think a lot of that was contributed to the fact that James Cook was Mister Reliable today. We could count on him to get the yardage we needed and to come up whether it was receiving rushing up the middle, um, finding a hole, um, and taking that pressure off of Josh to have to sacrifice his body to make a play is something that really gives me confidence moving forward in the season, um, spreading the ball around to so many different receivers, you know, involving Kincaid, uh, Knox, um, Davis, Diggs. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was hard for the defense to – focus and, and hone in on one guy because they didn't really know where the ball was going. I think that really freed up our offense to uh, kind of get funky a little bit and, and, and test some things out and be unpredictable. Um, but I think if I were to personally put an MVP on this game, I would give it to James Cook because uh, that man worked work his damn ass off today. Yeah, no doubt about it. Thanks for the call, Parker. Um, I agree. I, I like. I think I mentioned earlier. It it really felt like his best game as a Bill. And he's played some some really good ones last year. Um, but I I really felt like when I watched this game um, in real time, he just looks 
so quick. Um, he's got speed. He has vision. Uh, he beats guys to the edge, linebackers. It's, it's very difficult for linebackers to match his foot speed to the edge. And I thought all day he did a good job of giving the Bills another option that I think they've desperately needed, right? They, they've desperately needed just a traditional running game that they don't have to rely on Josh Allen to do everything in this offense. You can take a little off Josh's plate, and if you can do it by just turning around and handing off the ball and running downhill, I think that's a huge advantage for this, for this offense that we just have not had um, really since LaShawn McCoy was here. And obviously, Josh Allen never really got to appreciate the fruits of having, I think, a you know Hall of Fame-level running back on your team. And I'm not here to tell you that I think you know, James Cook's Hall of Fame level or something is second season and it's finally RB1. But you saw today why he ultimately won the job coming out of camp, but why the team decided to move on from Devin Singletary. Um, and, and you know, I and I love mentioning James Cook and talking about James Cook, but I also want to talk about how well Damon Harris and Latavius Murray also complimented James Cook today. I mean, they're the perfect you know, kind of power backs to what James Cook does. And, you know, there are going to be games where maybe you see more Harris and see more Latavius Murray because it requires bigger downhill runners. And then you're going to see games like today where you get a little bit of both. And I think I think getting a little bit of both and being able to do both and being able to seal games at the end by turning around and running downhill, I think is just something this team has not had. Um, and it'll be I, – I think it's really important for them to continue developing that. I don't think this is it, um, at least for me. I don't think this is it for how you can continue utilizing James Cook. I'm, I'm really interested in, in how what, – what his role develops in the passing game as well. 803-0551-888-552-550. Your number's called. Thank you for the call, Parker. Uh, if you've got some thoughts on this game, any players of the game, uh, would love to hear from you. And uh, got a lot to obviously continue diving into for this game. A look into next week as well. Uh, we've got a lot to get through over the next hour and 40 minutes or so. We've got a bunch of player sound we'll hear from inside the locker room. A uh, reminder to tomorrow on WGR, it's Buffalo Bills Football Monday, presented by Northwest Bank for what's next. Get started at northwestbank.com. Jeremy and Joe breaking the game in the, down in the morning. Then a share extra point show with Sal Capaccio from 10 to noon, followed by One Bills Live with Chris Brown and Steve Tasker from noon to uh, new to two, and then Chopin Bulldog at three, featuring former Bill Eric Wood at four. Then at 7.30, Westwood One presents Browns at the Steelers. Buffalo Bills football Monday all day tomorrow on the home of the Bills. WGR Sports Radio 558. Doubleheader on Monday Night Football tonight, or tomorrow night. We've got uh, Jets, I'm sorry, we've got uh, Dolphins and Patriots on Sunday Night Football tonight. So some uh, some good viewing uh, opportunities over the next couple of nights for primetime football. Obviously tonight, a lot uh not necessarily a lot riding on it, but um, some some divisional implications to look at tonight, which uh, which should be fun as well to kind of see what the um, what the Dolphins are able to do against I think a, a real defense, un, unlike the uh, Los Angeles Chargers, who I think gave up. Let's see what are they what are they 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 lost to Tennessee today, which is just insane. But um, they went out there and gave up another twenty seven points to the Tennessee Titans and made Brian Tannehill look good again. So uh, the Chargers zero and two on the season. The Bengals are now 0-2 on the season. So some pretty big AFC implications here uh, today uh, and a couple of important teams going to 0-2 that kind of stand right in the way of the Bills and the wild card or anyone in the wild card. Let's go back to the phones. Let's go to Aaron in Nashville. Aaron, you're on the Overtime Show. Thanks for joining us. What do you got for me, my man? How are we doing, guys? Good. Hey, I just want to go ahead and talk about 
the off uh, defensive line performance. I mean, really some solid play, shedding blocks really quickly, getting some solid pressure on Jimmy G, who really had some quick hands and quick feet today. Uh, even though we weren't able to get a sack, it always felt like we were kind of in the mix of making him feel uncomfortable. Uh, I thought that was a huge step up for us, and that allowed second and third level to just be even more effective. So great job, defensive line. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I mentioned Ed Oliver, Aaron, like that it's felt like maybe Ed Oliver's best performance as a Buffalo Bill. And listen, you know, the offseason, he gets re-signed. And I know a lot of people looked at it and thought, you know, this just didn't feel like the right time or, or maybe let Ed Oliver play out his last year and then consider what you might do in the offseason. But they, they ended up paying him quite a bit of money. But I think at the end of the day, it's an amount of money that you're going to look back and think if he plays like he did today more consistently. That of whatever amount of money he's making, which is you pay premium for good players on the interior part of the defensive line. It's just what happens. And I think if you can look back a year from now uh, or at the end of this year and you get the production that you're getting from, um, you know, from Ed Oliver, what you got today. I think the Bills will feel really good about the contract they handed out to Ed Oliver um, because today was an absolute clinic. And the run game and the pass game, he blew up several plays. He almost met at the mesh point early on in this first quarter on the first drive. I think the first play is Ed Oliver basically meets the running back and the quarterback right at the mesh point and just absolutely blew up Greg Van Roten and um, really just plays like that really signified – how good he was today. It was a perfect sort of to play, to encapsulate how well he played today, for sure. Thanks for the call, Aaron. Let's go to John in East Aurora. John, you're on the overtime show. What do you got for me, my man? Hey, uh, thanks for taking the call. No um, worries. I just want to talk about James Cook. Um, he changed the whole offense today. He made us, you know, going to be just one-dimensional, looking for Josh to run or pass or make that heroic play. And I think the one play where he James Cook ran into that defender, he looked like he was going to lose two or three yards. And he kind of wiggled out in game two. And, like, it's a five-yard difference, and that's the difference between him and Singletary. But besides that, he just had an amazing game overall, and I want to see more of that every week. Yeah, thanks for the call, John. There's just a very visual juice that James Cook has when he's got the football in his hands. And when he's confident and he's hitting the edge, he just he runs past defenders. He's a really really, really quick and twitchy player. I mean, maybe outside of Deontay Hardy really is right up there with the most explosive players on the offensive side of the ball. And I'd like to see, frankly, I'd like to see the Bills find new and I think more unique ways to uh, get Deontay Hardy, who is so explosive, more involved in the offense. Um, But what I saw yesterday, or today at least, from – you know, how they're in integrating James Cook into this offense, not just as a running back, but also as a pass catcher. It's kind of what we always imagined they'd be able to do um, when they drafted him last year is get him really involved in the passing game. We just hadn't seen it um, as much or maybe as much as we wanted to. We saw a lot more of that today, um, really played his his tail off to your point. And um, yeah, it's uh, it was good to see today from James Cook, no doubt. Let's go to Adam in Seattle. Adam, you're on the overtime show. Thanks for listening. Adam, what do you got? Oh, thanks, man. Appreciate you having me on. Good. Um, just wanted to say this looks like really, you know, not so much even like one week in the making, but really four years in the making. Because if you remember Dayball when he came on, it was, they wanted to run those power concepts. Yep. But I don't think you've ever had the personnel, right? Like right now, I think it's the guard play is good. Yeah, Allen, you know, four years kind of along his career, a little bit smarter. And then I got the running backs too. So it just seems like a culmination, not so much like a week, but like this is what they've been trying to run for four years. And they actually finally did today. And also, it almost looks like to me, it's like what Cincinnati is doing with uh, 
it was just better weather, right, in the playoff game. It looks like that kind of exact same thing you did to us, where it was just quick passing game, pound the ball out, and do it. So I think that was just really cool to see today um, out there. So, you know, just make the note. Yeah, no doubt. And, you know, kind of going back to this James Cook point of how much how much easier things look when the offense has a viable and balanced running game and a running attack. And we did see that today. And I think the other thing, too, that maybe doesn't get talked about as much is the layups that Ken Dorsey schemed into this game. Or early in the game, it was just dumping the ball out quick to, to James Cook, getting you know Hardy involved and getting the running backs involved, getting the tight ends involved. And you know building some of those, those easy dink and dunk plays, I think, goes a long way in A, building Josh Allen's confidence early in a football game, but B, just staying on schedule, staying ahead of the sticks. It's a saying that you hear all the time, and it's maybe probably overused, but staying ahead of, staying ahead of schedule and making sure on first down you're getting positive plays and putting yourself into second and manageable situations instead of you know, getting backed up into second and third and long, um, you know, it's, it's a huge advantage for the Bills. It's a huge advantage for anybody. Um, so just staying on task, staying on schedule by having successful first down plays that aren't negative plays or penalties um, really just puts you ahead of schedule and puts the Bills in a good situation, and I thought we saw a ton of that today. So hats off to Ken Dorsey, who I think called one of his better games as a Bills coordinator. Let's go to Jay in Washington, D.C. Jay, you're on the Overtime Show. Welcome, Jay. Hello. Um, I was most impressed by the O-line. Uh, far exceeded my expectations. Um, Max Crosby, was his, his name wasn't even called, was it? No, I, I don't really remember him making plays, seeing him make plays. He's an all-pro. An all-pro. I, I might argue, Jay, he's the second-best edge rusher in football behind Micah Parsons. I think you might be right, but uh, I was very impressed. Uh, kudos to them. Hopefully they'll keep it up. Yeah, thanks for the call, Jay. I appreciate it. Yeah, it wasn't just Spencer Brown today, who, again, I I look at Spencer Brown, and I think this was probably one of the best performances he's had as a Buffalo Bill and I think you could go across the line. I thought Connor McGovern played a much better game this week than he did last week. Um, I think that on top of that, I like he played a much better game this week. You look at Mitch Morse played great today. Deion Dawkins, whenever you whenever you don't call an offensive lineman or you don't recognize the, a, a, you know an offensive lineman from the game, I think the better off you, you you sort of feel that he played. And and Deion Dawkins played great today. Both tackles, I think, played much better than they played last week. So hats off to both of those guys. Uh, but all in all, yeah, the offensive line from start, from really left to right, uh, played a great game today. Both lines. The line of scrimmage, listen, it's cliche, and you hear it probably way too much than you should. But the games really are won and lost at the line of scrimmage. And... You know, that's kind of how teams, when they're rebuilding, that's really where you start rebuilding. When you don't have the quarterback, you start building on the offensive line, you start building on the defensive line. This is an organization that spends that has spent a lot of assets on the defensive line, maybe not as much as they should have on the offensive line. But they got really good returns today from the offensive line. I thought all in all, to your point, Jay, they played a lot better than they did last week. And I also want to say, too, that like when you look at when you look at what this offensive line the weaknesses that they've had over the last couple of seasons, it's just been so underwhelming at times and so puts Josh Allen in such difficult positions. Um, I think that at the end of the day, if you can keep Allen upright and you can give Allen the confidence that you're going to keep him upright, 
I, I think that he becomes such a better version of himself when he trusts the pieces around him. And today, like, he gets some yards after catch. This is not an offense. I mean, every year for the last three or four seasons, where, where, what have we talked about? It's yards after catch and getting guys the ball so they can turn up field and actually, you know, provide some yards after catch and get your athletes the football. And, you know, other than today, we haven't seen a lot of that. And I think you can, when you're Josh Allen and you have time in the pocket to step up and throw and make throws or quick throws or whatever, and you could throw them more accurately because you're not worried about someone in your face or having to, you know, manipulate your arm angle to make throws, that, that matters in how accurate you can throw the football. And if you could throw the football with more accuracy and lead guys open more, um, you know, you'll have the success you saw today. So thanks for the call, Jay. 803-0550, your phone number's... To call, I'm Nate Geary. We're back here in our network control in our Amherst studios tonight at 8 p.m. on WGR Sports Radio 550. Westwood One presents the Dolphins and the Patriots. And Sunday Night Football on WGR is brought to you by New York's Outlet Liquor. When you need to stock up, it's the place to buy a case in by Armor Heat. Do it right the first time. All right, we're going to take a timeout. Again, we'll continue taking phone calls at 716-803-0550 or one 552 You can tweet at me at Nate Geary if you want to get your thoughts on in the Twitter box. We'll do that as well. We'll get you a bunch of player sound here over the next hour and a half, so stay tuned for live locker room sound. We'll hear from Josh Allen and head coach again later on if you missed any of that. So a lot to get to here over the next hour and a half, so don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Overtime Show here on WGR. All right, welcome back to the Overtime Show here on WGR. Nate Geary here in our Amherst studios. The Bills, a big bounce-back bounce back victory, 38-10 to in the home opener. They will take on the Washington Commanders next week. A reminder for everyone, tomorrow on WGR, it's Buffalo Bills Football Monday, presented by Northwest Bank. For what's next, get started at northwestbank.com. Com. Jeremy and Joe break the game in the morning, break down the game in the morning, I should say. Then it's the Extra Point Show with Sal Capaccio from 10 to noon, followed by One Bills Live with Chris Brown and Steve Tasker at noon. Show up in Bulldog at 3. They'll have Eric Wood at 4. And then at 7.30, Westwood 1 presents the Browns at the Steelers. Buffalo Bills football Monday all day tomorrow on the home of the Bills, WGR Sports Radio 550. Let's go to the locker room to hear from Bills running back Damon Harris. It's brought to you by Reimer Home Services for your HVAC plumbing and electric needs. All right, that is Bills running back Damon Harris, and that locker room sound is brought to you by Reimer Home Services for your HVAC, plumbing, and electric needs. Let's get a quick eye on the quarterback, which is brought to you by Great Lakes Building Systems. We keep an eye on your business so you don't have to. Great Lakes Building Systems, our business is protecting your business. And this game, Josh Allen goes 31-37, over an 80% completion percentage, 274 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions, no fumbles. He was sacked twice and finished the game with 124.5 quarterback rating. There's your eye on the quarterback and with that we will go back to the locker room to hear some more live sound. This time we will hear from Bills wide receiver Gabriel Davis and it's brought to you by Reimer Home Services for your HVAC plumbing and electric needs. All right, no worries. We'll wait on Gabriel Davis really quick um, and then take another quick look at some more statistics from this game. Let's run through some of the rushing and receiving statistics. 
uh, from this game. A lot of talk post game here so far for James Cook, who finishes the finishes the game 17 for 123 yards. He also added four catches and 36 yards, so over 150 yards of total offense today for the second year back out of Georgia. Damian Harris, we just heard from the locker room, he finished the game with seven carries, 33 yards, and a score. And Latavius Murray had six carries for 22 yards and a score. It was a nice one-two punch for those two, uh, especially in the second half. Latavius Murray did a lot of the the secondary carrying in the first half, and then Damon Harris uh, turned that into a lot of second-half touches as well. So we've got Gabriel Davis, so let's go to the locker room. On the ball and be able to take the hit. Did you feel like you know there was a, the safety was on your back and you had to like make yourself big or? Yeah, I knew that when the ball was in there, I was gonna have to you know really squeeze the ball because I knew I was gonna get hit. Um, so you know, luckily I was able to come down with that. Gabe, what did it feel like you, the rhythm was like for you guys? Because after the first couple plays, you know, you punt, but that was the last time you punted the entire game. What kind of like I guess confidence did you have after that first drive and then carry it through the rest of the game? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's football, so, you know, last week didn't look, you know, real well for us, but this week we were able to bounce back and do what we do, and that's what we expect out of each other. So for us to be able to do what we did today, it's no surprise to us. We just know, you know, when we're on the same page and we're executing, you know, no one can stop us. Early in the season, Gabe, it's similar for every team, but, that, you know, they're kind of figuring out their own identities, and that you have a lot established in that regard, but I'm, I'm seeing nine different receivers here today, you know, the, the diversity of this offense is that more how it's designed and, and, and meant to be yeah I mean yeah we're just moving a bunch of guys around giving the guys a bunch of opportunities and we have guys with a bunch of strengths that can go out there and do certain things so we want to make sure that we use those to the best of our ability the uh, it, was a, it seems like a long time ago but uh, I think the first touchdown drive there was a free play they jumped off sides you caught like a 20 yard pass off the side. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Did you know it was a free play there? Or yeah, I knew it was a free play. Up a little, or would you well, yeah. Once I once I saw uh, the guy jump and mid snap the ball in my head, I know it's a free play. And um, they were real deep, and I knew I could just again just find green grass and sit. And me and Josh again being on the same page uh, made that play happen. Josh always takes the heat, no matter what happens. If you guys don't win, and but this past week he really did. He took it, and you guys were all supportive of him. Did you feel anything extra? He says it was no different. He didn't pay attention, but you know he's always coming through, and you guys want to for him. Did mm-hmm. he? Did he need this kind of game, even though it's early in the season? Did you guys feel anything different for him because he's come through so many times for you? Um, I don't know. I really didn't see that much, just because I don't, I don't, um, I don't have Twitter, um, and I don't watch the sports stuff because it's all it's all a bunch of bull crap all the time. They just sit here and judge everybody on a week one performance and you know is this is this team the best is this defense the best this offense the worst you know I mean they just say so many things it's like I'd rather not even have that enter into my mind so I feel like well no I was just gonna say but he judged himself yeah yeah of course I mean he, he he's a competitor he's one of the he's he's a top competitor in the NFL I mean if he goes out there and doesn't have a performance that he wants he's gonna sit there and look back on what things he could have done better that's what we all do um Josh, so I'm sorry Josh had actually you said the same thing that he tried to tune all of that out yeah. last week, and he was the focus of so much of it. Obviously, coming off that yeah, game, I mean, and imagine, actually- yeah, imagine a bunch of people, you know, just talking crap about you all, you know, twenty four seven the whole week. I mean, you don't want to hear that. No one wants to hear that. Understandably, yeah. he actually said that a game like that for him is good because it accentuates when when the pendulum swings the other way, and you have a performance like you all did today. 
you know, the, the, what, the, what that feels like and solidifies mm -hmm. that for him. Can you identify with that? And, and, I mean, that's, yeah, I mean, that's life. You know, there's adversity, there's ups and downs. And when you're able to respond, you know, in a, in a down moment, you know, you know how that gives you a lot of confidence. And I feel like, you know, everything happens for a reason. And obviously you've seen him go out there today and, and, and hit on all cylinders. So, you know, I don't feel like, I think, again, like I said, everything happens for a reason. And I feel like it helped us understand each other better, um, work harder, and, you know, know that we have to stay, you know, on our P's and Q's in order to be able to go out there and execute. Thank you. No, no turnovers for the offense. And, and I mean, Sean had talked last week about that as, as a point of emphasis. How do you carry that into a game you know, where, where you, you want to be aggressive, yeah. but you also, that's, that's a point of emphasis. How did that feel up there? Um, yeah, of course, we want to be aggressive. We want to have big plays and do things, but you got to be patient. You have to be smart, um, and you have to be able to take what the defense has given you. Um, a lot of these defenses are playing bend, don't break, so we have to make sure that we can dig and dunk down the field, be patient, don't, don't you know, get antsy and try to look for deep shots. And, you know, we have to understand that at the receiver position as well, that even though it may seem like we're open downfield, like there's things that we have to understand that's going around, the ups and flows of the game to get 17 in a rhythm. You know what I mean? So, um we're again. We're we're behind him 100%. He's the best quarterback in the NFL in my eyes, and you know the ups and downs of everything. I mean, there there's times I had ups and downs. There's times Steph did. You know, I mean everybody's gonna have those moments. So um, just gotta be able to be behind him and support, and everything's gonna uh, fall right into place. How was the crowd today, Gabe? Crowd was great. I mean, when they first started screaming out there and, and did the chant that we always do. Um, it just felt different. I mean, they were excited. They were ready to play. Um, they sound like they were behind us 100%. So it was definitely something good to come back for the first home opener and be able to experience that. Experience that. All right, there is Gabriel Davis. We got a ton more uh, locker room sound uh, live from the locker room, courtesy of Sal Capaccio, to get to here over the next little while tonight at 8 p.m. on WGR Sports Radio 550. Westwood One presents the Dolphins at the Patriots. Sunday Night Football on WGR is brought to you by New York's Outlet Liquor. When you need to stock up, it's the place to buy a case and buy Armor Heat. Do it right the first time. We're going to grab one more uh, piece of sound from the locker room, and it's rookie tight end Dalton Kincaid. So we'll get that for you here as well. We'll hear from Dawson Knox uh, this hour. We'll also hear from uh, Bill's defensive end Leonard Floyd. And then next hour, we're going to hear from uh, Josh Allen and uh, James Cook. Uh, we'll hear from Sean McDermott, Deion Dawkins, Spencer Brown as well. So we've got a lot, as I mentioned, uh, Taron Johnson. Um, we've got a lot of sound to get to here over the next little while. But let's go back to the locker room and hear from Dalton Kincaid. And it's brought to you by Reimer Home Services for your HVAC, plumbing, and electric needs. That just swing everything. Was that the nail in the coffin, do you think? Yeah, I mean, we, we kind of sat down and we're looking at each other and we were like, was that the first drive? Because I think it was, what, nine minutes, 15-something plays. Uh, so just... To be able to go down and just execute like that was awesome. To, to do what you guys did, 15 plays, just taking whatever was there, how much do you think that just was soul-stealing for them? Yeah, I mean, just to be that efficient and just move the ball down at, at will uh, and just kind of get the offense going was, was pretty special. They decided to go for the field goal at first. What, what goes through the mind of the offense there, and how did you guys change his mind? I, mean, I, don't, I don't know who changed his mind. Uh, obviously, you know, as offense, we wanted to just go down and score points. Uh, touchdowns are obviously preferred. Um, but, yeah, I don't know who changed his mind, but I, I was happy with it. You had the, uh, the scrimmage, you had the preseason game, but this is for real in front of Bill's Mafia for the first time. What was that like for you? It was awesome. I mean, running out and just hearing their cheers was pretty cool. Uh, 
So definitely take in those moments because they're special. Do you actually like take in a moment? Like what, would, last week, I know you did. But do you, like, what did you do today? Yeah, I mean, it's like the first game, first home game for me. So I definitely take in those moments because they're memorable and special for me. Um, so I kind of just take 10, 15 seconds, look around, take it in, and then just go play football. What do you see on when Josh is scrambling and hits Gabe on that touchdown? I mean, that's that's a classic Josh Allen type of play. What's going through your mind when you're watching that? I mean, I'm still trying to learn, you know, how, how to move and cooperate and do all that when Josh does scramble because he does special things when that happens. Um, so it's nice to have those guys kind of learn from it. But, uh, you know, Gabe's a, a very – underrated leader on this team so to see him have success is awesome what does he do like when you say he's an underrated leader like what kind of stuff does he do that we don't see that kind of makes him a leader i just think he, he's he's very vocal um and he might not be you know yelling at someone but he'll come over and talk to you uh correct you um and just you know the way he's kind of welcomed me into the team has been uh something i've you know noticed a lot um and it's just as coming a rookie coming into the league, it's it's something that you know you don't expect from players who are kind of already established. So um, Gabe's been a, a very good friend to me and a good teammate. Oh, sorry. All right, Bills rookie tight end Dalton Kincaid. We'll uh, take a timeout. We'll get you on the other side. Some Dawson Knox, Spencer Brown. We got Taron Johnson, Leonard Floyd. Latavius Murray, Deion Dawkins. we got a whole bunch and more to get to. We'll also take your phone calls at 803-0551-888-552-550 if you've got thoughts on the game and want to get them in. So we'll take a timeout, other side, all that and more here on WGR. Allen under center. Takes the handoff, going to roll to his left, wide open in the end zone for the touchdown, Dawson Knox! A two-yard touchdown reception for the tight end, who now has a receiving touchdown in each of his last four home games. Back to pass, Josh under pressure, throws it in the middle, stretching for the end zone! Touchdown, Khalil Shakir! An 11-yard touchdown reception as he dragged two tacklers into the end zone. There's the snap, has time, going to roll out to his right. Max Crosby in pursuit, back across the field, complete to Gabe Davis for the touchdown. Fourth and goal, and it's a two-yard touchdown reception by Gabe Davis in traffic. Mercy. Welcome back to the Overtime Show. A couple of great calls from Chris Brown and Eric Wood. The Bills win 38-10 to and get back in the winning column for the first time in the 2023 campaign. 803-0551-888-552-550, your numbers to call. If you're hanging out on hold, stick around. i got to get to another break here and get to the top of the hour. I'll catch you on the other side, so don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Overtime Show here on WGR. All right, welcome into the Overtime Show. Hour two underway. The Bills win 38-10. to Let's get connected with our fans and get Drew, who has been waiting patiently on hold. Drew from North Buffalo. Thanks so much, Drew. What do you have for me, my friend? Thanks for waiting. 
Nate, thank you so much for all the work that you do. You do a tremendous job. I, I want to give a quick shout-out to Chris Brown, who has done an amazing job yes. calling the games on the radio. It's been such a treat to hear him call these games. Uh, much love to Murph. But one of the things that I wanted to mention is James Cook and just how efficiently he was able to maneuver today. Mm. Uh, I'm not one that's all about trying to manifest a robust running game, but the fact that he was able to do things that Devin Singletary might not have been able to do, and I'm a Devin Singletary truther. I was a huge fan. It was sad to see him go. But to be able to watch him maneuver in the backfield and produce yards with a little bit of pep was really, really, really great to see. And I'm, I'm, I'm very excited and uh, confident that that's going to be uh, a, a game changer as we move forward. Uh, thanks again, Nate. And, uh, yeah, I'll hang up and listen. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for the call, Drew. Yeah, I mean, obviously a lot of, uh, a lot of James Cook talk tonight, and, and rightfully so. I mean, again, I, I want to maybe think it's probably the best game he's played as a Bill. I maybe go back to that Chicago game. Uh, last year in the cold in Chicago where he really popped off a couple of really nice runs. But I, I think from start to finish, um, this really was his best game as a Bill. And it's not just what he provides in the run game, but it's also what he can do as a pass catcher. And that's been the most impressive thing for me. Um, <clears throat> you know, and that's kind of what we expected to see from James Cook uh, when he got into the league and when the Bills drafted him second in the second round last year was a guy that can really be a dominant pass catcher and, and get you some of the yards after the catch that, you know, we've, we've sort of been looking for for a long time. And, you know, he's been that, and I think he's been a lot more over the first couple of weeks this year and towards the end of last year. And it was just how many opportunities would he really get? And, you know, getting the ball 17 times today with uh, 21 total touches, I think that's a great number for James Cook. 21 total touches and then getting, you know, between seven and five to seven touches for Harris and maybe six to eight touches for Latavius Murray. I think that's a really solid game plan um, for the Bills. I, I Like, obviously it's tough because you're not going to – um, in a regular, I don't know how many games you're going to get 35 rushing attempts, but this is a team that had over 70 plays today. So, I like I, you're not going to get a ton of games where the Bills dominate um, the line of scrimmage like they did all day and hold on to time of possession and and run almost 80 plays in a game. Um, but I really liked that that balance. That and that that's a word that you hear a lot and you hear head coaches use a lot is balance. Um, but the Bills truly found that balance today. Um, thirty seven passes, thirty five runs. It really ends up being more like thirty three runs when you take away Kyle Allen's two knees that counted as two rushing attempts. But uh, I, I think that's you know again this is still a pass first team. I think they'll always be. Um, but really at times it felt like the passing game was an extension of the run game and a lot of the layups that Ken Dorsey was able to scheme up in this game. So really good stuff. Thanks for the call, buddy. Um, we have a bunch more locker room sound to get to so we will do that uh and let's start with uh bill's left tackle Deion dawkins uh who again great game from Deion dawkins as well a nice bounce back game for him really did a nice job up front today uh so going uh, to the locker room to hear from Deion dawkins and it's brought to you by rhymer home services your hvac plumbing and electric needs come out and right away just make sure you guys asserted yourself on offense you know, it's important, like any time, and we touch the NFL side, like, regardless if we lost the week before, regardless if we won the week and before, our mindset is to come out and score, whether it's first play of the game or first play of the half. How good does it feel to have a performance? I mean, you guys basically dominated this game after the first two possessions, whether coming off or loss or not. To do that against any team in the NFL, how good does that feel? 
I mean, it's a good feeling. It, it just seems like that we just put our head down and just kept working, you know, like after the first loss, you know, like people want to chit, 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 chat, 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 chat. We just kept quiet and just kept to ourselves. Like we enjoy being the underdog and, you know, like, like when this team comes together and bonds like a true team, it shows. And that's what you guys are seeing today. How about the job Spencer did on Max Crosby today? Yeah, I mean, Spencer, Spencer is doing what he's supposed to do. And as an older guy and looking at him, it's just an honor to, to be around for somebody that worked hard during practice. He goes out there early and before practice, works with Cromer. He's taking it serious. He's working on his set. He's working on his punch. He's working on his diet. He's working on being a better Spencer. And uh, it's showing, you know, and uh, it's a beautiful thing. It, it's showing. Big plays are great. Everyone loves them. But what does it say about how the offense is grooving to be methodical like you guys were and really put play after play on scoring drives? Yeah, you know, positive energy and good plays is a recipe for better plays and better energy and better vibes. So that's what you're seeing. Good play after good play. It's just the effect of the domino effect that when you put good things, good things happen. And when positive things happen, usually more positive things happen. And that's just what's going on today. All right, Deion Dawkins there from the locker room. As I mentioned, we got a lot more to get to. But from the perspective of Deion Dawkins, always a great soundbite. And talking a little bit about Spencer Brown there, put in a lot of work this week, which you love to see um, from a young player. And listen, it's been an up-and-down start to Spencer Brown's career. There's no doubt about it. He looked great at times during his rookie season. And then the injury and really set him off or set him back, I think, last offseason um, in developing in his second full season. Um, and he was really more down than up last year. And and then he had a full offseason to prepare this year, and I think it really shows um, now. In week one, it wasn't up pretty, uh, but week two was a really nice step in the right direction for Spencer Brown as a guy that's you know trying to establish himself as the full-time starter and, and, and the long-term answer at the right tackle position. And if he can be good, if he could take the step, um, you know, we talk about with this Bills team all the time, these young players that can take steps. And, you know, if, if you have a starting, a legitimate, consistent starting right tackle um, in Spencer Brown, I think it, it really opens up a lot of things across the roster for you. Um, so I, I think a really good, important step in the right direction. Speaking of Spencer Brown, we might as well go to him. He's also available for us in the locker room. And Spencer Brown is brought to you by Reimer Home Services for your HVAC, plumbing, and electric needs. By the technique and uh, rolled from there. Speaking of the running game, um, the fact that you know all three guys were really able to contribute on the ground today, what is that like as an offensive lineman to see the running game have such success? with all three guys too. I mean that's it's exciting for sure. I mean we got all three guys that can do their own thing. We they have I mean we got three punches pretty much. We can go speed, we can go heavy inside, we can go bounce duo. So um, it's good to see those guys uh, really really pay off and put their head down and get north. And from your perspective to that point, we're not talking about the number one and number two tailback in the NFL. We're talking about three guys. What's that say about the offensive line because at the end of the day it's, you guys clearly are opening up the holes. I mean, yeah, the O-line had a good day today. We had a good week of practice. We executed the game plan, and uh, we feel very confident in our run game and our run game ability and the show today. Fourth downs. You guys went for it three times on fourth down, right? You got as an offensive lineman, like, that's it, right? I'm down, dude. This is, I mean, Coach and Dermot talked about attacking all week, and that's what you want to do. You want to show them out. We're not just going to kick a field goal. We're going to try to squeeze every single drop out of this we can. So, um, getting – Going for going for a fourth down is always a good motivation for the O line for sure. I saw Dion on the right side once. David Edwards comes in. You guys, the flexibility to be able to move you guys back and forth, do different things. How important is that for your offense? I mean, we have a really really good O line crew. Um, 
top to bottom. Everybody can come in and play. I mean, Bates came in for a little bit with Mitch. I don't know why Mitch came out, went out, but Bates came in. There wasn't a hiccup at all. But, uh, yeah, we have a good room. Everybody's on the same page. Everybody really uses the technique that Cromer's teaching us in the show today. And then obviously the job you did on Max Crosby today. I mean, people were pretty impressed. Just what was it like going against him, preparing for him all week? I mean, uh, I gave Kingsley Jonathan the shout-out earlier. I mean, that guy gave me a hell of a look on Thursday practice. Was he the scout team Max? He was the scout team Max. He had the 98 jersey on, and he was giving me a handful during practice. So shout-out to Kingsley. He gave me a good look. I, I told Cromer, this might be the best scout team looks I've seen ever. So, I mean, good shout-out to Kingsley knowing his role and giving me a good look, getting ready for Sundays. Um, but, yeah, going against Max, I was told him I respect the hell out of him. It was awesome to go against him. Obviously, elite pass rusher in the NFL, and um, it's a good test for yourself to see where you're at. Spencer Brown, Bills starting right tackle and rightfully getting his flowers today after a really good bounce back performance. Obviously, the to me, a couple of plays stick out from last week. He had a couple of tough reps uh, against that Jets defensive line, which a lot of people do, by the way. They're a great defensive line. Um, and then obviously the offsides uh, in the first play of overtime that that backed the Bills up uh, to a first and 15 situation. And uh, just it just was a it was a tough game for Spencer Brown and the offensive line in general last week. Um, I didn't think they did a particularly good job of keeping Josh Allen upright. Um, so I think for me, um, you know, a really good bounce back performance. Another guy uh, that I thought played really well today is Latavius Murray. So we'll hear from him here in just a moment. Um, but I think right now, and we we heard uh, Spencer Brown talk a little bit about it, the ability to move in and out of running backs and keep James Cook fresh. And James Cook had a drive there in the second half where he was getting touch after touch. He had a couple of catches. I think he had three or four straight runs. Um, you know, you want to be able to to give a guy like that a blow to make sure that you keep him fresh because him fresh, he's just a dangerous, dangerous running back when he's got – uh, kind of the full bag of uh, the full repertoire in his bag. Um, and he's, you know, holy cow, Zach Wilson, man, just uh, absolutely his third interception is just not an NFL quarterback. Uh, the Jets, are they going to trade for a quarterback is the question, you know, is Jameis Winston going to be available in New, in New Orleans? Um, but I just think, you know, like they can't, they can keep trotting out Zach Wilson, but they are going to fully uh, just – again, this is tough because Dallas is the best defense in football, um, but these are just boneheaded plays. You are throwing directly into the hands of Dallas Cowboy starters. And yet somehow, some way, he has won his last two games against the Buffalo Bills. Uh, troubling, to say the least. All right, let's go back to the locker room. Let's hear from Latavius Murray, the Bills running back. We just hope that we can continue to take this momentum into next week and the week after. Between you and Damian, who was going to get the first touchdown? <laughs> nah, um, nah, nah. But uh, you know, he was, uh, you know, he was happy for me. I think, you know, the biggest thing. Look, we just, I'm trying to be real with him. I've seen a lot, I experienced a lot. Um, we all want to be in there, right? Like, it's no secret about that, and, and we, and we should all want to be in there. Um, but I just think about, you know, uh, in, in all my experience, man, just, just being patient, being ready. Um, you see, Dame ripped off that long kick return and it's like next thing you know he's scoring a touchdown man that's just what it's about man it's how you respond it's how you stay ready it, it'll be the same for me i never change i told these guys that whether i'm on the sideline whether i'm in the game um my ultimate goal is to win a ring and uh and however i can help this team do that that's what i'm here to do your first experience in front of bill's mafia as the home guy and it's against a team that you spent so many years with. What was that like for you out there? It felt great, man. Just, uh, again, growing up in, in, in Syracuse, two and a half hours away, um, it's a full circle moment. You know, this whole, you know, starting in the offseason and, and even right now, making this team has been a full circle moment. So, um, you know, I'm just, uh, I'm taking it all in. 
What can it do for this team going forward now the teams know they have to defend you if you're just going to give them what they take in and the running game's going and it doesn't have to be big play by big play? Yeah, yeah we, you know, we want to be, uh, you know, we, we want to have all the opportunities and all the options, right, in this offense, running the ball, throwing the ball. And so, uh, you know, when, when, when teams don't allow us to be one-dimensional, right, or don't make us or force us to be one-dimensional, we're very dangerous. And so I think we showed that today uh, in the run game and, and so that just is going to open up the offense more. All right, that is Latavius Murray, Bills running back, uh, who also had a nice first half, had a touchdown in the first half, uh, finished with six carries in this game. Reminder, tonight at 8 p.m. on WGR Sports Radio 550, Westwood One presents Dolphins at the Patriots. Sunday Night Football on WGR is brought to you by New York's outlet Liquor. When you need to stock up, it's the place to buy a case and buy Armor Heat. Do it right the first time. Latavius Murray was brought to you by Reimer Home Services for your HVAC plumbing and electric needs. We've got Bill's tight end. Dawson Knox up next. Let's hear from the Bill's tight end. Lots in the game, but um, that's what Coach Dorsey does so well. Josh does such an amazing job spreading the ball around. So just the more weapons you can use, I feel like the harder it would be to game plan. So um, this is probably a good starting point for us to keep building on. How satisfying is it to get this win, especially coming off the game you had last week, to get just a dominating win like this? Yeah. Um, you know, we always say we can't let the same team beat us twice, just mentality-wise. You know, you can't be thinking about all the mistakes we made last week. We can't let that carry over to this week. We always have that 24-hour rule. We are done talking about it on Tuesday, um, so it was just kind of ready to – we were ready to move on, wipe that bad taste out of our mouth. So it's definitely good to move on. How did you see Josh respond this week? You've seen him have to bounce back from performances, maybe not identical, but tough performances. How did you see that compared this week to, to some of those others? Yeah, I think the best players in this league have the, you know, shortest memory. Um, you just got to forget about things. You can't let it just linger. You know, you can let it help you learn lessons, but you can't just be thinking about your mistakes or it's just going to it's gonna be bad in the long run. So he's so good at being able to put that stuff behind him, be the player he knows he is, that we all know he is. Um, everyone in that stadium knows that that's, that's Josh Allen out there. So um, really fun to see him ball out like we know he always does. But um, again, just good to kind of get that bad taste out of our mouth. Take us in the locker room this week. The fans, media, everybody's wondering what's going on. You guys can't do that and you don't do that. And what was it like, just that mentality of kind of just rallying around each other? Yeah, um, this locker room's so incredible that everyone's here just to help each other, pick each other back up. Um, just the type of guys, the character we have on this team, um, there's never going to be kind of putting each other down. It's always just picking each other back up. So, um, again, being able to put that loss from last week behind us and be able to build and um, start laying the foundation in the direction we want to go was pretty cool this week. Bills tight end Dawson Knox, once again brought to you by Reimer Home Services. For your HVAC plumbing and electric needs, we've got Bills nickel corner Taryn Johnson on deck here from uh, brought to you by Reimer Home Services. So let's go to the Bills corner Taryn Johnson. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the first drive is always a little tricky, you know what I'm saying? So that's why we always we try to be aggressive in the first drive, but we're a little hectic all over the place. But I feel like we got our bearings after that and uh, played well the rest of the game. Thanks, when you see nine carries for negative two yards for the leading rusher of the NFL last yeah. year. You got a smile on your face. How's yeah, that make yeah, you guys yeah. feel? Uh, it's, it's, it's definitely it's definitely great because that's what we wanted to do, stop the run today. So that was definitely the, the biggest goal and 
biggest goal was winning, but to do that, we needed to stop the run. So, and, we, and I, obviously, we did that more more than enough. You know what I'm saying? The run would probably hurt him this game. You know what I'm saying? So, it's just I'm just thankful that that we was, you know what I'm saying, playing well. You guys, we know you can be physical, but that's a team that wants to play physical all yeah. the time, yeah. every single play. What's the mentality of that? To knowing that that's coming every play, no matter what. Uh, that we have a physical mindset. We want to be the the, the nail. We want to be the hammer, you know what I'm saying? We want to be the hammer, you know what I'm saying? We want to be the pressure, put the pressure on the offense and attack the offense. Take me inside the locker room all week, all the outside noise. You guys have been so good at handling situations like that. Yeah. Just what it's like kind of a mentality of bouncing back and not listening to that. Uh, just that I feel like even though we lost, it, the, the feeling didn't feel like a loss at this week. And I feel like that's good, staying the same regardless of win or loss and just doing everything you can throughout the week to be better the next week, regardless if it's a win or a loss. You know what I'm saying? Just staying the same. You know what I'm saying? Don't get too high. Don't get too low. How about that interception by Milano? I didn't even see it. I was covering. <laughs> I didn't even get to see it. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to see it on tape, though. He mossed him, basically. Okay, it was okay, great. Yeah. Went over the top to grab it take it from him. <laughs> That's a special play. I mean, we got a special backer over there. You know what I'm saying? He's all pro, and I'm pretty sure he's going to be all pro this year, too. Yeah. Definitely going to be all pro this year. He's referring to Matt Milano, who's got a second interception in as many games this year. And, man, what a highlight that interception was um, from Matt Milano. Just a crazy play, mossed the guy. Um, just a guy that wants it. And you, you can just tell. It's just he's an absolute monster out there. Let's get to our final player of the evening. It's Bill's defensive end, Leonard Floyd. So it's been quite a pair so far. I know it's just two games, but, you know, you guys both on the edge there. Um, what has it been like to, to – play like opposite of him and um just the growth that you've seen in these two games really uh, it's been great man g g a great player great teammate and uh yeah man we've been going out playing uh playing great ball man hopefully we can keep that up sorry i just walked over here i don't know if you the numbers of on josh jacobs nine carries negative two yards mm-hmm. and what's when you see that leading rusher last year how does it make you feel as a defense you guys did that uh that, that shows our uh Ability to go out and start to run, make offenses one-dimensional. Uh, just all our effort from our guys to go out and play together and corral to the running back. How about the interception Matt Milano made? A great play from a great player, man. Milano, he hot, he hot. He was hot today, man, with that pick. Uh, shout out to him, man. We really needed it. What happened after the first drive? They go down the field, they score a touchdown. You guys really buckle up after that. Yeah, we just stayed, we just stayed uh, with our game plan, knowing – that uh, we can stop him. We can. We gonna stop him. You know what I'm saying? Uh, just great effort from our team as a defense and our offense played well today. How concerned are you with the ankle? Oh, I'm no no concern at all. I'll be out there next week. Yeah. Thank you, Leonard. Good to hear at the end there from Leonard Floyd. He went off with a ankle injury. I didn't see the actual injury, um, but you know he got taped up on the sidelines. And then he really was kind of walking pretty gingerly on that right on that right foot or ankle. And then you know from there we just kind of you know it was, the game was in hand, so we didn't necessarily see him go back in the game. Don't know if it was a close game if he would have gone back or not. But it was good to hear him there talk about that in his locker room sound uh, at the end that uh, that he's got no concerns and he feels like he'll be back out there next week. So that's that's good. It just he's your. He's your other really good defensive end, and especially while you're waiting um, for Von Miller to get back from injury. Uh, you know, you, you can't afford to lose someone like him, especially with how well he and Gregory Rousseau have been playing on opposite ends of each other. They've really complemented each other well. They're very difficult to block. They're both really long and can get in the pass lanes, and you saw you know, today um, on the, inter- the first interception, the Terrell Bernard interception, they kind of turned the, the, the tide of the game a little bit. Greg Rousseau gets his hand up and and not and bats away a uh, a screen pass. The ball goes into the air and Terrell Bernard's able to come down with it. And you know I I 
screens on that first on that it's crazy though the first drive how well the screen game worked for the Raiders and they never really went back to it after the interception um so I I kind of expected them to keep going to the well that other teams are going to go to the well on this Bills defense um in the screen game and rightfully so they have not really they haven't defended it very well um so I I think when you are looking at this team um, at least d- defensive wise, um, and how they're going to continue to defend the screen moving forward, it's something that they're really going to have to stay pay um, you know better attention to detail to. It's just they've they've struggled um, to defend the the screen game, uh, whether it's wide receiver screens or whether it's um, you know running back screens out of the backfield. It's just they've struggled. So uh, it was a little surprising to me that Josh McDaniels did not go back to the well a whole bunch of times on that. I mean, I I definitely would have considered it just with how difficult of a time they had really um, defending it really earlier this year um, or earlier uh, or last week they struggled with it. And then late earlier last year as well, they really just struggled to defend the screen game. So something to keep an eye on here over the next couple of weeks. Can they get better at that? I think Gregor Russo getting his hand up in, in those pass rushing lanes. I think a lot of it too is teams take advantage of how quick each of these defensive ends, both Rousseau and Floyd and going dating back to last year, you know, Von Miller and, 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 um, and um, and Greg Rousseau, how quickly they move upfield, and even more so, you know, Ed Oliver sometimes. And, and Ed Oliver is a penetrating interior defensive lineman. What he does really well is gets upfield very quick. His get off is super super quick. So for him to kind of get that used against them is going to happen from time to time. You don't want to necessarily stifle um, what makes Ed Oliver really good, which is how quickly he can get off the ball. Let's go to the phones and let's go to Frank Atanawanu who's waiting. Hey Frank, how are you? You're on the overtime show. I'm terrific. I'm here to praise James Cook. What a great, great game! One hundred percent. Yeah. What? Uh, what? Maybe. What was your favorite part about James Cook's game today, Frank? The elusiveness. Uh, uh, you don't want to make him Hall of Fame, and I'm not going to call him Thurman Thomas. But boy, he uh, complimented Josh Allen's uh, talents really, really well. Yeah, I totally agree. It's just. I think what, uh, and thanks, Frank, I, I think the thing for me that I've been missing from this offense is some level of explosion. And Devin Singletary, again, I, I think a very good player, Devin Singletary, um, but he just lacked that true explosion. And now you have more of a quick to, I think, downhill running game. So now instead of having two players that kind of win in the same ways, obviously just Cook is much quicker and uh, more explosive than Devin Singletary. Having a, a more uh, downhill physical runner um, in Murray and Harris, I, I, I really like. Um, so I think that's uh, they're, they're very good complementary backs this year, maybe opposed to years past. All right, timeout. Other side, we've got Josh Allen and James Cook, who everyone wants to call in and talk great about, of course. And uh, we'll also hear from Sean McDermott as well. So we got all that coming up next. You're listening to The Overtime Show here on WGR. All right, welcome back to the Overtime Show here on WGR. Before we go back to the locker room tomorrow on WGR, it's Buffalo Bills Football Monday, presented by Northwest Bank. For what's next, get started at northwest.com. Jeremy and Joe breaking the game down in the morning, then the Extra Point Show with Sal Capaccio from 10 to noon, followed by One Bills Live with Chris Brown and Steve Tasker. That's at noon, show up in Bulldog at 3. They'll have Eric Wood at 4. And then at 7.30, Westwood One presents the Browns at the Steelers. Buffalo Bills Football Monday, all day tomorrow on the home of the Bills, WGR Sports Radio 550. Let's go live to Josh Allen and uh, James Cook, who met with the media earlier, I should say, here on WGR. Just us getting back to who we feel like we are. Um, stayed pretty balanced. I thought Dorsey called a, a great game in terms of switching it up and getting our guys some options. 
Um, guys went out there and executed it at the end of the day. Josh, for the most part, it looked like you, you know, kind of took what they gave you. I, I'm, I haven't seen the stat sheet. I think it's eight or nine different targets or receivers or whatever incorporated a lot of different things. What was your approach to kind of running the show out there coming off of, of Monday night? Uh, again, I, it wasn't this just go out there and find checkdowns. It was still be me. Um, let our guys make some plays, and our guys did make some plays. You talk about Gabe Davis on fourth down after that really long drive, 10-minute drive, you know, catching a contested touchdown. Um, Latavius and Damian running the ball extremely hard. Jimbo going for over 100, catching a bunch of passes from the backfield. Um, you know, got guys in different positions, uh, and our guys made some plays. Hey, Josh, how much does managing, uh, you know, how much does running the ball makes it easier for you to manage the offense? Yeah, I mean, the more that we can hand it off to, to Jimbo and these guys, man, they're getting five, six yards of pop, staying in front of the chains, you know, putting us into second and short situations where now we can hand it off again or we can take a shot, we can throw it short, skip first down. There's just a lot of options that we get when we can, when we can run the ball like that. So um, huge ups for our, our, our old line today and our running backs for running the ball. Time, I want to go back to, to, to your game a little bit. You had talked about in the post game coming out of the Jets, you know, being more patient, not trying to do too much. Did you make a concerted effort, and how did you kind of revert back to – you've shown the ability to bounce back from adversity before. What was your process, and how did you execute uh, that? Just being me. Jack, how difficult was, was the week? I mean, it was, a, it was a rough Monday. We all know that. Um, probably saw a little bit of the media and fan reaction to it. Was it tough to filter that out and get back to business? Um, honest to God, I didn't see any reaction. I didn't look at anything. I didn't turn on TVs. I didn't, you know, I was just, the thing is with this game, man, it gives you the lowest lows. It gives you the highest highs. But I, I love feeling how I felt last week. I really do. Because um, it makes the good feel that much better. You know, it forces us to be better. And I want to be the best I can be playing this game and being the best quarterback I can be for this Buffalo Bills. So I take the bad with the good. I understand it. Um, and I'm just trying to let it let it fuel me and use it to, to my benefit. Okay, so, so by, by saying that, you're saying a loss like that is like powerful. Like it it saying, can be. Right? I mean, that's what you're saying. It can be. Josh, short passes, Josh. Uh, yards after the catch, including a couple of the James. How tough are you guys to defend when those guys are making plays out of the catch? Uh, really tough. Again, I don't know who had the stat or who said it, but eight or nine different pass catchers tonight. And with the ball in their hands and, and – different areas of the field, um, you kind of got to defend it all, and it's, it's tough to do. James, how, uh, how hungry were you to go for that 100 yard run today for 100 yards? No, I was hungry because, you know, they kept – I kept getting out because, you know, you got to put big guys in. So I was just trying to bust it so I won't have to come out or just, you know, just come out. What did you say to Lynn Shakur on that last carry? Oh, no, nah, I ain't said nothing to him. I already knew I had 100, so it was like – that was good. Josh, when you're in those circumstances, I'm sorry, in the fourth fourth down plays, down near the goal line, take us through what, you know, because you, you got to make a play, right? It's fourth down, but you, you're, you know, conscious of, of getting the ball to, you know, to score the touchdown, but not turning it over because you got them pinned down if you don't convert. Like, what, what's your mindset? You converted twice on that today. Yeah, it's just one of those situations where, again, fourth and goal from the one-yard line, coach has enough trust to put it in our hands to go get it. That being said, it's not just throw it up and give anybody a chance. You don't want to throw an interception down there because, God forbid, you don't convert the fourth and goal on the one. 
now it's first backed up, first and 10 on the one yard line, put your defense in a good position um, to get one stop and, and keep us in good field position. So just going out and, and just trying to make a play that sometimes how the red zone stuff is out there. It's defend or you know getting out and, and extending the play, making those guys defend for extended periods of time and letting guys go win. And Gabe Davis did a great job of going catching that. James, what was your level of confidence that what this offense showed on Monday wasn't what how how it would be defined and it would bounce back today the way it did? Um, yeah, you know, it's just like you know, you gotta go to practice and keep getting better. You know, I mean, that wasn't us. Um, you know, you had to miss it, exclude. We just had to come back and get ready and get better. Josh, I feel like the interception by Bernard in the first quarter there kind of flipped the script right away at that point. For sure. You know, turnovers in this game, we we know it well. Um, they, they have the most impact on the game. And when you when your defense can go out there and force turnovers, I think they forced three today. It puts your offense in great field position. Um, you know, and we got to go there and, and convert on those turnovers and make sure we take advantage of that. Josh, you kind of tried to hurt old Marcus Epps there maybe a little yeah. bit. Did you say anything to him after? Or? He got me. He got me. That's still my guy. I, I was out there a little bit. James, you guys had the ball for 40 minutes today. How impressed were you with your line? Um, yeah, kudos to my line, O-line. They blocked great and opened up lanes for us, and we hit it. Josh, you talk about double dip, you know, opening up the second half with that nine-minute drive, 79 yards. Run us through that. Yeah, I mean, scoring right before the half is huge. Khalil Shakur, again, a guy that's battled his, his tail off. He's had a... A really, really good camp. Um, obviously, we haven't asked him to do a whole bunch for us. Um, but the, the will and determination for him to stay ready for a moment like that, going scoring right before half, two guys on him, he still gets in the end zone. Coming out halftime, that nine or ten minute drive, fourth and goal from the one. And obviously, we made a play there. And that's, that's huge. I mean, one, to, to take ten minutes off the clock um, and end it with six. But to do it after double dipping, that's that's good situational and good. Uh, that's good football right there. Josh, when you have such a balanced attack and you have so many different people who are contributing, not I guess what does it do for you? Not so much the offense, but for you in particular. Um, I mean, I, I think it settles me down. You know, I, th I thought our line, they they blocked their tails off today in the pass and run game. Um, gave me time back there, and you know when there wasn't an option deep. Was finding finding the checkdowns and letting those guys go and pick up some yards for us, and again, just staying in front of the change is the number one thing for us. Spencer, I mean, he's got all the tools, man. He he can be so freaking good when he puts his you know puts his mind to it, and you know we saw that today. And um, I've got so much faith in him. I got so much trust in him, um, and he's just getting better each and every week. Yeah, again, I uh, can't thank Coach enough for trusting us and guys being in the right spots and executing well. James, uh, how, much, how much is it, uh, how important is it for the run game to keep having these contributions consistently within the offense? Um, it's good, you know, once we keep, we could keep running the ball like that, it's going to open up the deep balls and you know, big plays. So just keeping on the ground and, and staying balanced is, is great.
That was Bills running back James Cook and quarterback Josh Allen. That was brought to you by Reimer Home Services for your HVAC plumbing and electric needs. Timeout. Other side. We'll close things off, and we'll get you head coach Sean McDermott. That's on the other side. You're listening to the Overtime Show here on WGR. Welcome back to our final segment here of the Overtime Show on WGR. Tonight at 8 p.m. on WGR, it's Westwood One presents Dolphins at the Patriots. Sunday Night Football on WGR is brought to you by New York's Outlet Liquor. When you need to stock up, it's the place to buy a case and buy Armor Heat. Do it right the first time. The podium, head coach Sean McDermott after today's 38-10 to 10 win. Win, uh, which is important. We took care of the football, took the football away, and the both O-line, D-line did a good job controlling the line of scrimmage. Um, special teams answered a little bit for us after they, after they got a score, and um, so good, good to get a win. And um, the preparation all week was, was what helped us get here. We've talked about during the course of the week, Sean, Josh's history of responding to situations like Monday yeah. or whatever. I thought he went out and, and actually took what they gave him, and I mean nine different receivers involved in the thing and ran it very, very well. Your thoughts on him? Yeah, I would agree. Um, the discipline, like I mentioned, was was present really with the whole team and in particular Josh and when when he does that when he's willing to take what they give him and take those check downs um, and then use his legs as well and in a decisive way he makes he makes it really hard to defend John was that was that approach that he took today was that baked into the game plan though were you trying concerted effort to try to take the easy ones have control of passing game rather than take shots downfield uh, I think everything in moderation is what is what the game plan was, um, and that's the way we have to play. That's that's uh, that's how you win games um, on the offensive side, at least. So he d- he did that. He took what was there, but he also made Josh plays. You you can do both, right? He's shown that. I mean, today's <laughs> a great great example of that. Um, so yeah, it's a great teacher today. Great after, teacher. After the start, you had how big was the Bernard? Interception. It seemed like that was the, the script flipper. Yeah, probably the turning point momentum-wise there. Um, they had a good first drive there, and um, you know, just situationally, we could do some better things. I can put them in a better position as well. And um, um, but DQ, I think, got his hands hands up and tipped it. If I believe it was DQ, right? Russo, Greg. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, again, it's when you affect the quarterback, usually good things happen. Josh was up here and he was talking about the week like the days after Monday's game where he said he, he appreciates those weeks because it helps him to appreciate the good times and forces him to be better. Um, how much of his bounce back from subpar games is, is can be attributed to just that mentality that he brings with him? Yeah, I mean, I think more than anything, it's humility. Um, and when you approach every week with humility, um, you start in the right spot mentally, and that's that's important. Not that he normally doesn't do that, but when you have the games like last week, it forces you to be rather humble. And um, I know I keep talking about you know humble and hungry. Is that I just believe in that. And the minute you get out over your skis in this league is is the minute you get bit. And um, again, today's a great teacher. Coach, 
your run-pass ratio was that ideal for you today? Well, again, I, I, I'll tip my hat to our offensive line and our, and our three running backs. And I know it's when you try when you when you have a good running game, it's not just the offensive line and the running. It's it's more than that. The tight ends, um, the wide receivers have to block. So it's usually a team effort uh, when you have a good a good day running the football. But it's important that we have that. Right? We can be a two-dimensional offense, pound the ball when we need to pound it. Um, you know, so it's. Uh, I was I was proud and pleased to see that. Uh, it makes again when you can control the line of scrimmage, it makes uh, play calling a lot easier. Cliche run and stop the run, right? You held him to 55. Jacobs negative two, and I know I talked to, to Jordan about that. It was a concerted effort after Hall broke a couple on you last yeah. week to kind of button that up. Yeah, I mean, um, again, our front our front played well in the run game. Um, and that's that's where it's got to start. It starts at the line of scrimmage every week. This this is a game that um, usually comes down to um, the bigs on both sides of the ball, and those guys don't get their names in the paper all that much. Um, um, but they are they're a catalyst for us playing well. Thanks for saying paper, by the way. That was very nice <laughs> to hear. Nobody said that. Shout Spencer out Brown, to yeah. all you writers. <laughs> Particularly those Spencer Brown. I know you got to watch yeah. the film, but look, he's going against Crosby most of the day, and you really didn't hear Crosby's name all day long. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, Spencer mentally, I thought was really, really tough today, uh, tough to handle, and thought Doris did a good job with the game plan and changing some things up in terms of making sure it wasn't, you know, single blocks all the time. In terms of being able to chip from time to time with with Crosby, who's a heck of a player, and um, I think again everything in moderation, being able to make sure that 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 guy doesn't wreck the game. Well, the game plan is, is where you start. What did you see from Spencer this week? Dion mentioned the working extra time with Aaron Cromer fundamentally trying to be on task. What did you notice from him this week? Uh, yeah, I mean, just more than anything, I think it was his mental approach. I really do. I mean, there's he puts time in physically. He's always done that. And, and again, he's a young player. Um, but he embraced the challenge and, and again, uh, took a very humble approach and mentally tough approach, which uh, not only during the week, but also during the game, because he, when you go against an elite rusher like that or elite player, he's going to win some. Um, but you got to be able to stay in stay in the game mentally. Spencer said that Kingsley Jonathan was the best Max Crosby he's ever ever encountered. I mean, that's I how practice should that. be. Yeah, that's how practice should be. Our our guys do a great job. This past week, in particular, on a short week, we really only had one, you know, full speed practice. Um, really, two. Um, Friday, but it was a Friday, uh, no padded practice. But that Thursday practice, our defensive line, Scott, Scott Wise did a phenomenal job. What can you say about Matt Milano's instincts and smarts to always just be around the ball and make big plays? Yeah, um, you said it. I don't really have anything to add. Uh, he loves to play. Um, you know, he plays really hard, and um, he learns the game plan every week. And um, Remember, this is a guy that played kind of a safety position at BC um, when we got him. So he's come so far, um, and he's done a great job. That was Bill's head coach, Sean McDermott, and it's brought to you by Reimer Home Services, your HVAC plumbing and electric needs. That's going to do it back here for me, Nate Geary, for the Overtime Show. Appreciate you listening. Show, uh, we'll have uh, morning coverage here with Jeremy and Joe starting first thing in the morning, 6 a.m., and uh, Buffalo Bills football Monday. So appreciate you, and talk to you tomorrow. Go Bills. 
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.